When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Oda Payne Podcast. It is Monday, September 26th, 2022. Amazingly enough, my 69th birthday. And the Jets gave me just a wonderful birthday present yesterday. And of course, the Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast is brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Discount Tire, and of course, our good friends at DraftKings. We thank them again for another year of sponsoring the show. You know, where do I start with this disgraceful 27-12 loss by the Jets yesterday to the Cincinnati Bengals? And, you know, uh, the get-right game for the Bengals who started the season 0-2. Where do I start? Let, let me start with the continued horrific penalties that continue to destroy this team and is just a, a, a terrible reflection on this brutal coaching staff. Let's Let's go with that. Did you love the John Franklin Myers roughing the passer penalty? Unbelievable. Maybe the turning point of the game. The Jets are down only 7-6, to six, still early in the game, first quarter, early second, whatever it was. Down a point. They're going to get off the field. It's third down. Burrow throws an incompletion. But John Franklin Myers, who they gave a big contract to last year, and somebody's got to tell me why they did that. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. Has he had a sack since then? I don't know. Basically, Fall first, he pushes Burrow down and then he falls on him. Of course, roughing the passer penalty. The um, the Bengals get the first down on the very next play. Burrow throws over the middle to Boyd and Whitehead, the great safety. How bad is the secondary, by the way? We thought the secondary was improved, really. Whitehead doesn't wrap up Boyd, kind of gives him a shoulder tackle. He bounces right off it, bounces away from Michael Carter, and goes 60 yards for a touchdown. 14 to 6 Cincinnati. Did you love that one? How about the penalty on Corey Davis? And I've had enough of Corey Davis. I'll tell you right now. I know he makes some plays for this team. I get it. If I'm the Jets, I would I would sit Davis next week and actually activate Denzel Mims. He's still on a team. Maybe let him play. Could it be worse? You know, maybe at least he won't make a stupid penalty like Davis did. With the Jets still in the game, 27-12, to 12, they're deep in the red zone, and Corey Davis gets this absolutely asinine personal foul penalty after the play's over, basically destroying the drive. Now, we never saw it. If you're watching the game at home on TV, you never saw it because CBS lost the feed there, you know, early, midway through the fourth quarter, right after Brees Hall had a nice run for about 10, 12 yards, whatever it was. We didn't see the rest of that drive. In fact, by the time CBS had the feedback and still didn't have, you know, Ian and Charles Davis, you know, back uh, as the announcers yet, they bring the, the uh, picture back. And the first thing we see is the Jets going backwards with some kind of penalty. We didn't even know what it was. They shot it back to the, to the um, studio, uh, you know, back in Manhattan, you know, Boomer and James Brown and these guys, they didn't know, they didn't tell you what happened with Corey Davis. Corey Davis has a ridiculous personal foul penalty after the play 
to kill the drive. How many times do we got to see this with this franchise? We saw it last week with Marcus Harris on a kickoff. There's no accountability. Does Robert Sala get in these guys' face and scream at them that this can't happen anymore? The dumb penalties that kill them over and over and over again. How much more can you take? Terrible. Terrible. This coaching staff is brutal. From Salah to LaFleur to an absolutely horrible defensive coordinator. And this guy, Jeff Ulbrich, whatever you say his name, he stinks. Oh, my God. So the penalties are terrible. And Joe Flacco, he stunk yesterday. Let's be honest. Joe Flacco made it easy to make the transition next week to Zach Wilson. You know, okay, let's go. Let's play Zach next week in Pittsburgh. And you know what? If Zach can't go, can they give Mike White a chance? The fans were chanting for Mike White again yesterday. Why couldn't we see him in the second half? Flacco was terrible the entire game. And with the status right now of the offensive line, the disaster the offensive line is as George Fant went out of the game with a knee injury and Connor McDermott came in and just got abused by Hendrickson for Cincinnati, just got abused by him. I mean, it's it's a joke. I mean, how many times do we got to see, you know, Flacco get sacked and fumble? How about the fumble? By Flacco, the Jets are still in the game. You know, they get a nice stop before halftime. The defense actually stops Cincinnati, forces a punt. Jets get good field position, wind up getting a field goal by Zerline. He was the only guy that was any good yesterday, kicking four field goals. They get a field goal by Zerline to make it 20-9, to right? Jets get the ball to start the second half. On a third and four, Flacco goes back to pass. He gets sacked. He fumbles. The Bengals recover and eventually scored a touchdown that makes it 27 to 12. Or 27 to 9, I guess it was at that point. 27 to 9. How? Uh, really? I mean, uh, you got to be kidding me. And look how not drafting, and I screamed about this, and it's really coming back to bite them now, especially with this injury to Fant. Okay? Look how not drafting an offensive tackle in the first round. And I yelled about this all the way up to the draft. You cannot count on Makai Becton to be healthy and be able to play the entire season. And the Jets were counting on that because they didn't draft an offensive tackle in the first round. You could say whatever you want about Sauce Gardner. I mean, okay. I mean, what I've seen so far from Sauce Gardner, he's okay. He did make a nice play on Jamar Chase yesterday on a long pass down the sideline. And oh, by the way, why is it, why doesn't Gardner? Just be, you know, single coverage on the best receiver on the team all the time. Why is he? Why wasn't he just on Jamar Chase yesterday? And who the hell was covering Jamar Chase on that touchdown right after that fumble recovery, that Flacco fumble to Cincinnati? Who's covering Chase on that touchdown where he's all alone in the end zone? Another miscommunication by the secondary? How many times have we seen that? And who was that on? That's on the, 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 the crummy coaching staff. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Brutal. Brutal. But let's get back to the offensive line. I said this. I screamed about it. Draft a tackle in which your first pick in the draft. They could have drafted the kid that wound up in Carolina. They could have drafted Evan Neal, who wound up with the Giants. Nah. Now they drafted Gardner. Great. We're going to put all our eggs in the Mackay Becton basket. And how has that now come back to destroy the Jets? Becton gets hurt on the second day of training camp, out for the year. So what do the Jets do? 
they signed this Dwayne Brown, okay? And not only that they didn't draft a tackle, but they didn't re-sign any veteran guy. How come they didn't bring um, uh, Morgan Moses back, right, for another year? Why didn't they re-sign him? Just as insurance for Becton. How come? Somebody explain that to me. But they didn't. Okay, great. So, of course, predictably, Becton gets hurt. Second day of camp, he's out for the year. They signed this Dwayne Brown, who, you know, was with Houston. Good player. He was a good player for a long time, pro bowler. But he's 38 years old. So he comes in, and now they say, okay, Dwayne Brown, well, he's he's only played left tackle his whole life. So we got to move George Fant back from left tackle, where he had a terrific year last year, back to right tackle. Well, why would you do that? No, you tell Dwayne Brown, look, Dwayne, I don't care if you never played left tackle in your career. You're going to play right tackle now, right? But it didn't matter anyway, because what happens in typical Jet fashion, Dwayne Brown gets hurt in, in the preseason, right? Or in training camp, wherever he gets hurt, gets hurt. And he's on IR. He's basically done for the year now. He'll never play for the Jets. So what do the Jets do? Now they move Fant. They're jerking Fant all over the place. They move Fant back to left tackle again. And they have to start this kid, the rookie Mitchell, at right tackle. And now Fant gets hurt. Okay, and who knows how long he's going to be out for. He's got a knee injury, so they got to play Connor McDermott at left tackle, who can't play. So now you got McDermott at left tackle, who's basically, uh, you know, a revolving open door at left tackle. And you got it right tackle, you got the rookie Mitchell. What a disaster the offensive line is now. And all because Joe Douglas did not draft a tackle in the first round and did not have insurance in case Becton got hurt. What a disgrace. How has that come back to just kick the Jets in the ass? And all because Joe Douglas had to justify the first pick he ever had in the draft, Becton, and that has come back to kill him. The relying on Makai Becton has come back to kill the Jets, and now their offensive line is in shambles. Let's be honest. They have no left tackle. They have no right tackle. That's where they are as they get ready to go to Pittsburgh. And that just goes back to the point that with the state of the offensive line now, you can't play Flacco anymore. That's it. Flacco's a statue back there. I'm tired of seeing him get hit and fumbled. He fumbled really three times in the game when you look at it. One of them they called a, uh, that he was down by contact already. It was already a sack when he kind of threw the ball into nowhere. And maybe that would have been an incomplete pass, but it didn't matter. And then he fumbled again right after that, even though the Jets recovered it. And then that killer fumble at 20 to 9 that led to the touchdown and make it 27 to 9, the wide open Jamar Chase in the end zone. Unbelievable. Terrible. Terrible. And I'm going to say this again. If Wilson can't play next week in Pittsburgh, you got to give Mike White a shot because at least he has, he's young and at least he has some mobility. Flacco stunk yesterday. How about the pass on the first series of game to the Brees Hall? Yeah, maybe Brees Hall could have caught it because, you know, it was behind him a little bit, but it was a terrible throw. And if Flacco puts it on Hall, he might have went for a touchdown on that play. How about that? How about the interception Flacco threw, the first one, when he threw the ball? He had good protection. He threw the ball into triple coverage. Where the hell are you throwing the ball? He missed Michael Carter on a play over the middle later on in the game. All he had to do was just flip it to Carter. He somehow, and Carter's wide open, somehow throws it completely behind him for an incomplete pass. Oh, my God. I mean, how, you can't, how much more can you take? It makes you nuts. And can somebody explain to me 
why Braxton Barrios is not used in the passing game? They had one play with him yesterday, a reverse that went for about a 10-yard loss. Why don't they ever throw a pass to him? Why isn't he involved in the, in the offense more in the passing game? That makes no sense. I don't get it. Yeah, he's a good return man. He didn't get any chance to return yesterday because McFadden, every kickoff was in the end zone. So they basically got nothing on that. But I don't get why they don't play this guy more in the offense. It doesn't make any sense. And when Garrett Wilson, who by far is their best offensive player, I mean, is it even a debate that three games into his career, Garrett Wilson is the best offensive player the Jets have? How is it Garrett Wilson makes that catch over the middle, right? Gets blasted in the ribs, still holds on to the ball, goes out of the game. You flip it. Don't tell me. He almost got hurt in week two in in the miracle win over Cleveland, right? But he came back, thank God, in that game. And he came back, thank God, in this game too. But as soon as Wilson goes out of the game, nobody else can get open in the passing game. Does Elijah Moore ever get open anymore? What happened to this guy? Hey, he had a chance to catch a touchdown pass too early in the game on a ball on, like on the side of the end zone where Flacco put it right into him. I know the defensive back was all over him, but, you know, Moore had the ball in his hands. How about holding on to the goddamn ball there? How about that? Can he do that? Nah. Why would he? Why would he? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they couldn't run the ball yet. They tried to run it a little bit. Really could never run the ball against Cincinnati yesterday. Very, very little uh, production in that area. Just a horrible performance in every aspect of the game. The defense was terrible. The secondary stinks. It stinks. The only thing good you could say about the defense yesterday was, was Quincy Williams, who was all over the field, by far the best defensive player on the field. Not even close. I mean, he was unbelievable in this game yesterday. And what happens? He gets hurt, making a real nice play, twists his ankle, whatever he does. They have to cart him off on the cart. And he's in one of those, you know, air casts or whatever. And he's probably done for the year. Unbelievable. And he's he's their best defensive player. He's much better than his brother. I mean, Quincy Williams, nobody even knew who he was out of Murray State, right? And his brother's the third pick in the draft. And he's better. Quincy's better. And now he's probably done for the year. Oh, what a surprise. What a disgrace. I mean, I, it, it, how much can you take anymore with this this franchise? And where are they going? You think they're beating Pittsburgh next week with this offensive line in shambles? With this crappy secondary, even though it's Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback? Really? You think that's happening? Even with T.J. Watt out next week for the Steelers? Unreal. I, I mean, I what else can I say? I'm so freaking disgusted with this franchise. Uh, the coaching staff is horrible. No accountability. You know, the constant stupid penalties over and over again. Does Robert Sala ever get in the face of anybody when they don't? Does he get in Corey Davis's face? No. Did he get in this kid Harris's face? No. Did he get in John Franklin Myers' face after that terrible roughing the passer penalty? No. Where's the damn accountability? You know, you look at Sala. He looks like a tough guy. He's softer than freaking tissue paper, this guy. This coaching staff stinks. It freaking stinks. I mean, how much more can you take if you're a Jet fan watching this crap? And it was a miracle they beat Cleveland last week. Cleveland handed them the game. Otherwise, they'd be 0-3 now again. All right, I'm going to continue with this. Let me get to my my sponsors. First of all, let's start with with the great people at DraftKings. Um, the NFL action is in full swing now at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, even bigger wins. New customers 
can bet just five bucks, just five dollars on any NFL team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code OTHEPAIN, that's O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N, to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code O to pain only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And of course, uh, if uh, you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Again, we thank our good friends at DraftKings. Of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. My buddy, Mike Jones, boy, I feel for Jones. The Raiders lose again yesterday. They lose in Tennessee 24-22. They were behind a lot early, came back, made it a close game. Couldn't pull it out at the end. I believe right now, if I'm not mistaken, the only winless team in the NFL is the Oakland, L.A., Las Vegas Raiders. They are 0-3, the only winless team in the league. And since 2000, if you started 0-3, there has been one team, and that was the 2018 Houston Texans that have made the playoffs. That's how that's how much behind the eight ball you are if you start 0-3. Boy, Josh McDaniels, who was a Josh McDaniel, who was a failed coach, failed coach in Denver. Well, he looks like he's on his way to a failed coach again with the Raiders. So I feel for my buddy Mike Jones. But check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. You know the deal. Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. The tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sundays. You know the deal, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go check out the tombstones. That one wonderful lady who's still alive with the tombstone. I always mention it because I just, yeah, I really love it where it says, I'm dead. Now what? You got to love all that. Anyway. Go see Jones, go see Herb, go see TJ, go see Andre, everybody over there. God bless them all. We'll be doing another live podcast very soon. I'll let you know sometime during the the Major League Baseball playoffs uh, in uh, October, which is coming up at the end of the week. But we will be doing another live cast there. We'll let you know soon, probably this Friday, uh, exactly when we will be doing our next live uh, podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. And, of course, my good friends at Anita Tire. My buddy, uh, Ari, my son, Johnny, who's a Saint fan. How about them? A brutal loss for them yesterday. They lose 22-14 to Carolina. They're now one up and two down on the year. Uh, this game, the tone in the Saint game yesterday against Carolina was set when Alvin Kamara fumbles, and it was picked up by one of the defenders for the Panthers, and he goes about 60 yards for a touchdown. That really set the tone, and the Saints went on to lose that game 22-14. But go check out Ari. Go see my son Johnny at the Anita Discount Tire. You know where it is. Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. You need any work done on your tires. You need any work done on your car. Check them out. Tell them Beningo sent you. All right. The Joe Beningo Oda Pain Podcast for my birthday, September 26, uh, 2022. 69 years old now. The Jets stink. They continue to. All right. Going back to the Jets here for a second. This coaching staff is a horror show. Let's be honest. 
There's no accountability to these players. The, the continued dumb, stupid, freaking penalties that we see week in and week out. Going back to the Corey Davis penalty, I, I'd sit Corey. Corey Davis should be inactive this week. I know they're paying him a ton of money, another money well, well spent. Corey Davis should be inactive this week. Let's see Denzel Mims. I know he's been a disaster, but he's still on the team because nobody wants him. So give him a shot. You know, maybe with Garrett Wilson on the field, maybe you'll get something out of Mims with all the attention that Wilson's going to be getting now. Can it really hurt? Can it hurt? Corey Davis shouldn't be playing after that horrible penalty in this game. Horrible. I, I, I've had enough, but the coaching staff stinks. No accountability, as I said. Uh, Sal is softer than tissue paper. Mike LaFleur's a terrible offensive coordinator. I mean, I'm tired of seeing some of these play calls he has. It just, it stinks. All right? Ulbricht's a disaster as a defensive coordinator. I mean, it's, he's just an out-and-out disaster. You know, oh, my God. You know, he makes me want to cry. And I've said this before. I said it uh, two weeks ago when I was on with BT and Tiki. I'll be on again today. Check me out at 11. Well, you, by the time you're hearing this, I will have been on already. But 11.40 this morning, I'll be on with BT and Tiki on their 10-2 show on the fan screaming about the Jets. But if I was Woody Johnson, I would be on the phone to Sean Payton. Sean Payton's going to coach again, probably going to coach the Dallas Cowboys next year after McCarthy gets fired, after the Cowboys have another bad year and don't get to the Super Bowl. To me, it's a lock that he'll be the coach of the Cowboys. But if I'm Woody Johnson, don't you owe it to the franchise? Don't you owe it to the fan base to make a call to Sean Payton and just see, hey, Sean, how do you feel about coming and coaching my team? How about it? You got a young quarterback here in Wilson. Maybe you can develop this kid into something. Isn't, isn't it worth a shot? Hey, Sean, how much? How much is it going to take? How much control do you want in the franchise? I'd be all over that. Woody Johnson should be on the phone now to Sean Payton because this coaching staff stinks. And how many, you know, this has been the biggest problem for this franchise forever. You could talk, we could talk about never having a quarterback, and I get that. But even bigger than that is that they have never had a real big time head coach. We've had some moments. We had some moments with Parcells, but he couldn't wait to leave. We had our moments with Herman Edwards, who took us to the playoffs three times, and he couldn't wait to get out of, out of New York either, right? He couldn't wait to get out of, away from the Jets and go coach the Chiefs. We had our moments with Rex Ryan, right? We had that, took us to back-to-back -to -back AFC title games, and then it all fell apart, especially after the Jets got rid of Tannenbaum as the GM. And how much would I love to see Rex and Tannenbaum back again, you know, running the show here with this franchise? You know, if you can't get me Sean Payton, get me Rex Ryan back. And it's just one failed head coach after another. Todd Bowles, what a disaster he was. And he lost yesterday. How, how bad did the Bucs look yesterday? Oh, my God. And how about that penalty? On the, if you saw the end of the Buck game, they scored that touchdown. They make it 14 to 12 in the closing seconds of the fourth quarter. And they get a delay a game penalty as they're going for the two-point conversion. And it winds up, and they wind up, of course, not getting it as they have to go five yards back again. And they lose 14 to 12 to the Packers. Unbelievable. But Todd Bowles, he was a disaster with the Jets, right? And, you know, right after they blew that game to Buffalo, that would have put him in the playoffs in 2015. We all know what happened in the last week of the season. They're losing to Rex of all people. He was a disaster. Adam Gaze was a disaster. I mean, we go right on down and they all stink. And now this guy stinks. He does. Am I missing any coaches here? Right? It was, 
It was Bowles, Gaze, and now Salah. Right? Disaster. I mean, he's terrible. Five and fifteen. You got those. You, hey, Robert, you're holding on to those receipts. I hope you are. You're holding those goddamn receipts. What a terrible head coach he is. He stinks. No accountability for his players. He's too close to the players. He's soft. And how about that altercation on the sideline yesterday with Quinn Williams and the defensive line coach? I don't even know his name. I guess he was screaming because they blitzed on that play where uh, Boyd went for 60 yards for that touchdown after the wonderful roughing the passer call on John Franklin Myers. Maybe they should extend Myers' contract. He's been so good. They gave him all that money last year. How bad is he? Unbelievable. Right? Did you see the coach get in his face after that crap penalty by him? That that killed him, really. You could say that was the, the biggest play in the game. Unbelievable. But Quinn and Williams getting in the face on the sideline with the uh, defensive line coach because he's screaming, why did we blitz there? Why That was really what I, I've come to find out. That's why he was screaming at him. Unbelievable. This franchise is a disaster. And, and where are they winning games? They're going to beat Miami? All of a sudden, Miami looks like a world, world beater. They're 3-0. and They beat the Bills yesterday. They hung on at the end, the crazy ending with that crazy safety and everything. You know, Buffalo couldn't spike the ball to get in range for the field goal, and they lost 21-19. Buffalo was a juggernaut, and, they, and the Dolphins beat them yesterday. The Dolphins are 3-0. and They're one of only two teams in the NFL now. They're in the Philadelphia Eagles that are 3-0. and The Giants can get the 3-0 and tonight. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see against Dallas. Unbelievable. Un- un-freaking-believable how bad it is. It's, it's a disaster. I mean, you see, who are they beating? They're going to beat Pittsburgh? I doubt it. They're going to beat Miami? Who are they beating? Green Bay? The Bills? They're going to beat the Patriots? I mean, these are the teams that they got coming up in the next couple of weeks. Denver? And Denver hasn't looked like a world beater. They won again. They're 2-1, but they 11-10 yesterday over Garoppolo and the 49ers. I mean, not exactly pretty. You know, Russell Wilson hasn't exactly been lighting up the scoreboard for Denver, even though they're 2-1. But you know they got no chance to win in Denver. Are you kidding me? No shot. We're on right now, with the way things look right now, unless Zach Wilson comes back and really, really becomes this quarterback, we all pray that he will, and changes everything. And I don't know if that's going to be the case, but we're going to find out. And like I said, he should be playing this week. And if he can't play this week, I want to see Mike White, not Flacco. Well, we, you know that already. But we're on our way to another, you know, what? 4-13 and 13 disaster? Three and 14? Is that what we're on our way to again? And then you're going to tell me you're going to bring this coaching staff back? What? Oh, my God. This co- they, these guys are terrible. Robert Salas stinks. I mean, really, there's no other way to say it. And the coaching is just brutal. Brutal. How about the game coming up this week? Here's the matchup. Salah against Mike Tomlin. Oh, my God. Talk about a mismatch. I'm disgusted. I really am. I really, I, I am so freaking disgusted with this franchise. What else can you say? What else can you say? They need a head coach. I'd be on the phone to Sean Payton now, but you know Woody's not going to do that. He loves Sal. We love Salah. We love it. Please. We love it. Oh, we love it. And look how the Mackay Becton thing has come back to kick the Jets in the ass. This offensive line is in major shambles right now. Oh, my God. I don't know what else to say. But just another... Horrific performance yesterday by the New York Jets. In a game, they had their chances. They had their chances. The Franklin Myers penalty, 
The, the sack of Flacco at 20 to 9 on third and four when the Jets are still in the game. The stupid penalty by Corey Davis to just destroying that drive again when the Jets were still in the game. How much more can you take? Where is the accountability? Where is it? I don't know what else to say. I really don't. You know what I could say as a Jet fan today? Thank God for the New York Mets. Thank God. Thank God for the Mets. Now, now 97 and 57 on the years. They beat up Oakland yesterday, 13 to 4. Right? Take two out of three in Oakland. Unfortunately, Atlanta won yesterday in extra innings against Philadelphia. So now with uh, how many games we got left to play? What is it? Eight games left. They got two with Miami. The three with the Braves next weekend in Atlanta. And then they finish the season with Washington. And now you got this hurricane coming on. Who knows? There may be a problem next week in Atlanta with this hurricane. I forget what the name of the hurricane. Ian? Is it Hurricane Ian, I think, that's coming up from Florida? I think that's what it is. Coming up towards Florida? I think so. So who knows if that puts that changes things this weekend with the Jets and the Braves. Not, uh, Jets, the Mets and the Braves. That was a that I uh, Ian, yeah. That was a Freudian slip. But thank God for the Mets. With eight games to go, the Mets right now with a game and a half lead over the Braves, one game in the loss column, uh, as uh, they have now won 97 and lost 57. Great day yesterday for Pete Alonso. Five RBIs at his 39th home run and now has has basically shattered the all-time Met RBI record, which was held by both David Wright and Mike Piazza. They both had 124. Alonzo now up to 128 with his five RBI day yesterday. Uh, yesterday, five RBI day yesterday. Two-run homer, a uh, a bases clearing three-run double off the wall in right field as the Mets won 13 to four in Oakland uh, behind Max Scherzer. And I haven't even got. And I'm not even going to go into Jacob Degrom and the wonderful performance that he had Saturday, spitting a bit against Oakland. I'll say this before I go. I'm going to say this about Degrom. I would not pay him a dime. The Mets got all these free agents, Nimmo, Diaz, Bassett, Carrasco, Walker. Pay them and let freaking Jake walk. I'll leave you with that. All right. Everybody have a tremendous week. Enjoy whatever you're doing. Enjoy the the, uh, Giant game tonight, Giants-Dallas tonight, Monday Night Football. Very appealing game as the Giants try to go to 3-0. Everybody enjoy your week. God bless everybody. And as always, all the love.